Please, figuratively and literally. It's all June from here on out for the next month. And maybe, maybe, maybe a fresh start. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or ice hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Pirates 9, Giants 4, Pirates take 2 of 3 in San Francisco where the Giants had been one of the National League's hotter teams of late. That's nice. That's a welcome way to finish an otherwise mostly miserable month. Kutch had three hits. Connor Joe had three hits. Brian Hayes, Rodolfo Castro, and Jihuan Bay had two each. And yes, yes, I did include Hayes' name in that list. And Mitch Keller improved to 7-1, and one, even though he gave up four runs and ten hits over six innings. He also struck out eight, walked one. Look, it was just a generally nice overall April-like performance by the team as a whole, including Keller. And at the end of the day, the end of the month, after two full months, one-third of the season, this team's a game over 500. Now, there have been a lot of reasons to be down of late. There have been a lot of reasons to have doubt about what's happening whether it's at the big league level or in the minors or the handling of certain players, stuff that I've talked on day after day here myself over this past month, a lot of it's been legitimately disappointing. And unlike some people, I do feel it's fair to be disappointed when the team starts off 20 and 8 and then just careens off the end of a cliff. That's not okay. There's no water finds its level component to that that just makes it acceptable. Not even losing O'Neill Cruz makes that okay. Things could have been done. Things should have been done along the way to avoid it. But, but, I'm also not going to dispute a syllable of what Derek Shelton told reporters in San Francisco yesterday after the game. Well, I think we learned that it's a long season, and when you go through, you know, different stretches or difficult stretches, that uh, they keep going and they keep grinding. I think we saw that, you know, even in the the game, the first game here we lost, you know, Connor Joe takes an extra base in the eighth inning. Uh, we continue to play the game, and I think that's really important, and that, that'll be helpful throughout the whole year. There's a lot of season. There just is. There's a lot of baseball season. A lot's elapsed. A lot more remains. And a lot can unfold. For this team to have gone through what it just did over the past four weeks, especially if, as a bunch of players were suggesting yesterday, they can somehow compartmentalize it into just some sort of tough lesson, you know, that's made them hardened and they're going to be able to go forward having learned all of that and whatever. (laughs) Tell yourself whatever you got to say, okay? But if they can just set that month aside in its own way and say, look, look, it's June 1. Tomorrow we'll be playing a ball game in Pittsburgh. Going to be around for a while. 
homestand at PNC Park coming up. And we're a game over 500. There isn't a person in that clubhouse. There isn't a person in management at 115 Federal where they were busy forecasting doom and gloom themselves. There isn't a person in the public. Not one solitary fan in any walk of life who wouldn't have taken a game over 500 at the opening of June. Not one. Not one person would have said, nah, throw that fish back in the water. Let's see what else comes out. No, no. It would have just been, yes, that. We'll take that. And it's fair to say at this stage of the season that between what you've seen from the Pirates and what you've seen from the rest of the Central, that the division is in play. That's not me, you know, talking wistfully or offering hope or whatever. It's a it's a shot at the division. The division stinks. When you have a first-place team in the Brewers that can barely get out of their own way, have a negative run differential, and they're just a game and change above you every other day, that's a winnable division. When you have the Cardinals, the only team that ever consistently excels within this division, way down there at the bottom, that's that's an open door. That's an open door. And you know what? When you win division titles in baseball and somebody sews that nice flag for you, and if you're the Pirates at PNC Park, they've never had to put a new one up of these, but they have the division pennants flying out there in the outfield above the Allegheny River. When you craft one of those, when you raise one of those up the pole, no one asks, yeah, but did the division stink? You know what I mean? This goes back to, for those of you who've been following the team for a long time, 1997 in the Freak Show, and the Pirates finished that year 79 and 83 and just enthralled the city. Started out with a $9 million payroll, ended up adding a couple other guys, but the payroll still didn't cross 14. And the division was so down that the Astros were just hanging around, just lingering. And they ended up winning, but as basically a 500 team. If the Pirates had prevailed, and they were in it mathematically until the final weekend, and you looked out there tomorrow night and saw a 1997 flag flapping in the wind, you wouldn't be saying to yourself, yeah, but the Astros sucked. You know what I mean? It's still a worthwhile goal. I am going to say this, even though I know it won't happen, because I believe this. I feel it's worthwhile for management to make a real effort to win the division. We don't have to wonder anymore if Ben Charrington feels the same way. It's not a priority. It's certainly not a priority over this or that in the minor leagues. It's certainly not a priority when it comes to investing in an immediate external move to upgrade, for example, the offense. But maybe the one uh, naive component to it that I can see actually happening, playing out, is that if this team were to go on a 
just a little bit of a modest role. I'm talking about looking at the month of June and saying the Pirates finish, I don't know, a couple of games over 500, meaning for the month and obviously in turn for the season. Then I'm sorry, you're right there halfway through. You're going into the All-Star break as what would be classified by any criteria as a contender. Why? Because if you win your division, you're in the playoffs and you don't have to deal with the wild card round or whatever. Well, you might, but you know what I mean. You are a contender just by virtue of being in the tournament. We see wild card teams win the World Series. We see bottom seeds win playoffs in all kinds of sports. The dead last seed in the National Hockey League right now is in the Stanley Cup final, the Florida Panthers. It happens. All you have to do is get in. The analytics people tell you themselves. Ben Charrington's own analytics people would tell him that the playoffs are about luck. Well, the only way that you can have a chance at it, also mathematically speaking, is to get in. So, you know, lift at least a pinky finger to do that. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. J1Q comes from Nick, who says, Hey, DK, I appreciated your focus on David Bednar in yesterday's Daily Shot. Now that it's June and the All-Star ballots are open, it got me wondering if Bednar will get back-to-back All-Star selections. Mitch Keller should be a shoo-in as the Pirates representative, but I think Bednar has a compelling case to join him. Nick, there's a compelling case for Bednar. And yes, Mitch should be a shoo-in. But before I get into anything more on that, I'm going to reiterate something that I've stated for years. I don't believe that the All-Star selections should be a first half of the season MVP type race. The second half of the baseball season counts too, arguably counts a lot more than the first half. And yet, we tend to reduce ourselves in these discussions to who's having the best first half. I never like that. Never. So when I say that Mitch should be a shoo-in, I'm including Mitch's second half of 2022. Really, the whole season he was solid. And Bednar, yeah, I mean, he fell off 
in 2022 wore down and then finished up on the shelf. But it, it's just it for me, and I'm speaking completely solo here, obviously, because I don't know of anybody else who even shares this stance. I just don't get it. I, I don't get why it's a first half thing. Moreover, I don't get why there's such little emphasis on stars at an all-star game. Having the biggest and brightest names in the sport there in some capacity. It doesn't have to be, you know, so-and-so has made it 10 years in a row, so he absolutely positively needs to be there for an 11th year. There does have to be a level of performance associated with it. But look, what I'm trying to say here is it sure would be nice if there was a way for an Andrew McCutcheon to be involved in a game like this. And the reason that I say that more than any other is that baseball got to see, all of baseball got to see a city re-embrace one of its own at the beginning of this season. That was a pretty neat scene, and that got a lot of attention around the sport. And that's not the kind of thing that baseball should ever want to throw away, especially with all of the existing imbalances that there are. If that had happened, if that scene had happened in New York, that player, whether it's Kutch or whoever, that has a homecoming like that, that's a shoe-in. They'd find a way. They'd create a slot. So if you want to do something that's akin to what other sports have done where they have a, a commissioner's selection on each team, one from the you know AL, one from the NL, something to that effect where you just say, hey, here's a player who's really done it for a long time, and we want this player to be there. We want this player to have a cap tip moment uh, in Seattle where the game is going to be, by the way. That's that's something that I, I would love to see baseball do, but specifically this year for Kutch. Not the answer you were looking for, I'm sure, but I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 